Blog Talk Radio. Glamour Fearless. Are you ready? 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 by diabetes. I'm your host, Mr. Divabetic, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. Today, we're shining the spotlight on a wonderful chef from Washington, D.C., who will be at the American Diabetes Association's upcoming second annual First Ladies Health and Wellness Tea and Hat Fashion Show in November. Please welcome Chef Daniel Thomas. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Nice we love to, to give you, you the big, Thanks. you know, welcome, Chef Daniel. I, I felt pretty welcome there. I, I have to say I did. Yeah, and you know what? You're go- we're going to be working together very shortly at that ADA first, uh, second annual First Ladies Tea. I'm so excited about that. I'm looking forward to it, especially uh, I've seen some of your last clips from the last one, so I'm going to have to, you know, show some of my chef dancing moves there from time to time <laughs> when, we, uh, when we get over there, so. And you are you are quite a dancer because besides uh, loving to cook, you also do have a love affair with music. I did some research, and you're all about um, by uh, drumline, and uh, you also play several instruments. Tell the listeners a little bit about that. Oh yes, well uh, I am a musician at heart. If I wasn't a chef, I'd probably be a musician. Uh, I play the piano, I play the drums, uh, I play the keyboard, organ uh, for. And I also play for Bethesda Baptist Church. Um, and actually, when I was in college at Lewisburg College, before I went to culinary uh, school, I started the first drum line in their history and got a grant for about uh, sent in a proposal and got a grant for ten thousand dollars and started the first drum line they had. And we actually appeared during the uh, homecoming for Lewisburg College. So that was very very exciting, and it, it definitely inspired a lot of kids to to say that you know anytime you want to do something, don't let anybody stop you. You you can always do it. So. I love that. You know, and Diva Baddock was inspired by Luther Vandross, so our love of music is something we share. And, of course, I do have a love of food, although I, I like to eat it. You like to serve it. So tell <laughs> our listeners a little bit about how did you get it? What made you go from drum line to uh, serving line, and how did you get involved in cooking? Well, I have to say that uh, by heart I've always wanted to be a chef since I was about three years old. My dad is actually a Methodist pastor. And okay. he, uh, at the church in St. John Sammy Church in Washington, D.C., uh, while he would start preaching, the ladies of the church, uh, a lot of them that had diabetes, would go downstairs and cook in the kitchen. And the funny part about it was they would take me downstairs with them and sit me up on a stool and talk to me like a chef, like I was one of their students. And I guess I was listening at an age of three. And now, you know, it's just from there my dad has always been, a huge impact, and my parents have always been a huge impact on uh, just supporting me, wanting to be a, a culinarian, and it's just kind of taken off um, from a very young age, and so it's just been awesome. My, my actually, my dad has diabetes, my grandfather has diabetes, and so I mean, it just inspired me to want to 
do healthy eating, cooking, and learn about all cuisines, really. Has that been challenging to kind of go from traditional food to trying to make it healthier, um, you know, for yourself as well as the people you're serving? I'm just curious. It has, and I say, uh, when you love something so much, all you do is want to learn about it. And so I never stopped learning. I never stopped uh, reading and things like that. So I definitely, it hasn't really been too much of a challenge because I actually do both. I do traditional cooking, uh, whether it will be something as simple as something diabetic to something very simple uh, or even expensive as foie gras with like a maple gas streak and, you know, a fig chutney, especially coming around in the uh, fall time, which is figs are very prominent now. So it's, it, it hasn't really been too much of a challenge. I love really just getting into food and things like that. And you're willing to help us and our chefs who might be new uh, cooks or they might be experienced cooks to make some health, healthy swap outs. So we were going to ask you a couple uh, traditional ingredients, and you were going to help transform these with healthier uh, swap outs for recipes. So I know one of the biggest uh, ingredients used by Paula Dean and most of the chefs on the Food Network is butter. So what do you swap out for butter in, in recipes? What would you recommend to someone who is trying to stay healthy um, when it comes to using and not using butter? Well, butter is very fattening. And you, when you go to the grocery store, you can look at the different uh, types of butter they have there. There's the salted butter. There's the unsalted butter. There's the I cannot believe it's not butter. And that's one that somebody can use if they just want to have that, that taste. And, you know, I can't believe it's not butter, which is a very good butter alternative. Also, uh, with cooking things and sauteing things and eggs and things like that, Using maybe a half a teaspoon of oil does the same trick to all ingredients. In is that vegetable oil or is that like what kind of oil would that be? Yeah, uh, yeah, a good vegetable oil, even an extra virgin olive oil. Uh, but I know, especially with the recession, uh, extra virgin olive oil can get very, very expensive. So vegetable oil does the trick just the same. It's just eating all foods is okay. It's just the amount that you take in. I know we all you know they always say there's no such thing as a diabetic diet, but I love to tell people there are diabetic portions, and make Correct. sure that portion distortion is a is one way that people really tend to overeat, so it's important to watch your portion size. What would be a healthy swap out for salt for salt ooh, that's a good one uh salt again i try i I know telling people that you can't use salt which is very hard, just saying that you can't eat this, you can't eat that. Everybody wants to cheat. So uh, I don't want you to use salt. If you do use salt, uh, use kosher salt because it takes a lot less salt and it also cuts the amount of sodium intake by half when you use kosher salt. Wow. Um, and so I also say because iodized salt are, are very small and you have to use so much of it to do even one-fourth of what kosher salt can do in terms of enhancing flavor. So just start. If, you know, I don't want anybody to use salt, but if they're going to use salt, use kosher salt and use one-half of what you would use uh, regularly. So if you're using three tablespoons of iodized salt, you can exchange it for a teaspoon or a teaspoon and a half of kosher salt, and you get that same uh, flavor enhancement there. But if you want to take it out, there are also uh, adobe seasonings, and there are also different um, seasonings. We need to also get back into the herbs and things like that because a lot of, uh, just like vegetables have natural sugar, there's a lot of uh, ingredients out there that have natural salts and natural um, flavors.
flavors that don't come processed with the food. So. Hello, this is Diva Talk Radio. You're on the air. Hello? Hello, is this Ryan? Yes, yes. Hi, Ryan. You're calling from Miami, Florida? Miami, Florida is where I'm calling from. All right, and you're on the air with Mr. Divabetic as well as Chef Daniel from Washington, D.C. What's your question? Okay, well, uh, first of all, I want to say that that story that Chef Daniel's uh, recited about uh, his band was very uplifting, and I appreciated it. Great. Well, thanks a lot, Ryan. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering, I am moving into my first apartment, and I want to get my kitchen set up with uh, with, with some good stuff. I was wondering if I should get uh, some good pots and pans, or would you suggest um, investing in some nice, some nice knives? Is it either oh, or, or can you get both? Which which would you prefer, having a nice set of pots and pans or a nice set of knives? Man, that's a that's a good one. Well, I would have to say uh, a good set of pots and pans because um, you can use, you know, a lot of uh, residents these days, just regular homes and just, you know, the average cook at home doesn't have, you know, the experienced uh, chef knife, the 8-inch blade that, you know, a lot of chefs use and things like that. So I would think that, you know, maybe some all-clad or a good uh, set of pots and pans because uh, you're not going to be able to cook with the knives and things like that, but those pots and pans will last for you for a very long time. And it also has to do with also the type of pan that you get because when you saute different vegetables and things like that, you want to make sure that you get uh, the the greatest amount of cooking technique out of the pan in terms of air circulation, cooking temperatures, and making sure that, you know, when you're using those foods, the fat is coming out of those uh, proteins and things like that. Oh, okay. And uh, now, yeah. Now, are there any other any other uh, tools of your trade that you would highly recommend that maybe uh, most kitchens don't, most people don't have in their kitchens? Mm, that's a good question, Ryan. Where are you from again, Florida? I'm coming down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Florida. You're stumping Chef Daniel today. Just trying to make them work. <laughs> Tools of the trade. Hmm. I can't give out all yeah. my secrets, but I want to say that. <laughs> well, you know, like uh, the spice rack, Chef Daniel. Like, what do you put on? Like, if Ryan's moving into a new apartment, you got him getting the pots and pans. But what are some of the spices that anyone should have in their kitchen that would just get them started? Well, the first things, I like uh, minced garlic and I like uh, rosemary and thyme. A lot of times you can't use the fresh ingredients and things like that, but garlic, thyme, rosemary, uh, minced onion, things like that of that nature. I think you can put on any protein and make it taste great, whether it be a fish, whether it be uh, pork, steak, chicken, any kind of poultry, or even breakfast items. Um, it's just It goes well with almost any food that I would say. A lot of people just don't do um, and so that's actually what I would recommend for you in terms of uh, spice racks. Great. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Thank you, Ryan, right. for your call. I appreciate call. that. Maybe I'll see you on Throwdown with Bobby Play one of these days. All right. Yeah, yeah you, you got it. Yeah, bring it on. And <laughs> catch us in Washington, D.C. at the second annual American Diabetes Association First Ladies Health and Wellness and Hat Show. So you don't want to miss that. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio. Is this Stephen from Washington? Yes, yes, this is Stephen from Washington. How's it going? Great. Welcome to the show. I'm Mr. Diva Bedick, and our guest today is Chef Daniel. 
Hi, Chef Daniel. I had a question for you. Yes, how are I'm you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Good. I just recently moved to the Washington, D.C. area. I'm originally from Philadelphia, and so I wanted to have people over for dinner, and I was just wondering what, like, an authentic Washington, D.C. dinner would be like. What should I cook for them? Well, the best part about being in Washington, D.C. is that you have every cuisine in the world here. And even though we don't necessarily have a type of cuisine, uh, we do have uh, great fish markets here. And seafood is a very huge, uh, it's just very big here in D.C., especially with, you know, Maryland and D.C. I go to a wharf all the time. I say if you want to have a dinner or something like that, uh, stick with two courses or something like that. You know, nothing fancy. You know, you can go down to the, to the wharf and you can get some fresh fish, have them cut it for you, maybe some salmon. Salmon is good this time of year. And uh, slice that up and then also add in those uh, ingredients that I, I said not too long ago, the fresh thyme, the fresh rosemary, uh, a little bit of uh, parsley on there, uh, some pepper, fresh cracked pepper, pan sear it, and then finish it off in the oven and then add some asparagus. And a lot of times what people do with green vegetables, uh, you know, they taste bland. You know, they, they, they power cook them and boil them until they can't be boiled anymore. And then, uh, but what I, what I suggest for vegetables, especially green vegetables, is, is a process called blanching, which you're, you're cooking it almost, uh, until it's fork tender. And then once you put it in hot boiling water, you take it out and then you shock it in ice water once it's done. And then you can saute it in a little more extra virgin olive oil, a little bit of salt uh, uh, in terms of kosher salt, or not even any salt, but you can use uh, fresh cracked black pepper and use those same herbs and thyme again and saute it. And it just brings a new uh, cooking feature to it. And then why not bring in some good old mashed potato? Mashed potato? Okay. Mashed potato is great. And if you don't want a mashed potato, <laughs> Stephen, are you add is your in, mouth watering at this menu? Mine is. And then yeah, really. if you don't want to have a mashed potato, you can add in another process called roasting, which is very good for diabetics because it takes out the, the amount of butter, the amount of salt, the amount of fat that you're using to cook these uh, products in. And what you do is you take whatever vegetable you're going to use, you chop it up, you toss it in a little bit of uh, vegetable oil, and then you put it on a tray, put it in your oven for about, you know, depending on the size of it, for 350 degrees for about eight minutes and bring it out, and you have a nice, fresh vegetable that has flavor, it has sexiness, and it's just all about diabetic, and it's just very diabetic, and it's very health-conscious for any uh, type of uh, diet that anyone can be on. All right, what time okay. can we be over, Stephen? I'm ex- excited about this menu. It'll happen at uh, oh, 11 yeah. okay? Everybody be there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Wow, Chef Daniel, you're popular today. Hello, you're on the air with Diva Talk Radio. Is this Tanya or Tonya from Boston? Close, it's Toya. How are you? Toya, I'm sorry, like LaToya Jackson. Yes, exactly. How's it going? Hello, Miss Jackson. We're just going to joke around for a minute. Um, (laughs) How are you doing today? (laughs) Great, how are you guys doing? We're doing great. Did you have a question for Chef Daniel? Yeah, I do. So... I just graduated college recently, and okay. I'm teaching, waitressing, trying to get by, but I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing. I I love being in the kitchen. I love baking pastries and things like that, but I don't know. Should I waste time going back to school? Should I just try to, like, 
work under someone? Should I work for a caterer? How can I, like, get my foot in the door? I don't know what my best option is. Well, that's a very good question, and I have a mentorship program that I run that I've created and that I've talked to a lot of my mentees, and what I tell them is everything that you like to do, you want to have a passion for it. You want to wake up in the morning, and you want to be able to have a smiling face and want to go to work. So if you're not happy, now this is a recession. I'm not saying quit. Please do not. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying find something that you love to do, and I say do an internship program. If you can find some place that will take you in for about two hours each day or, you know, eight hours a week, you know, in the midst of your job and things like that, you can go in, work for free, and then the best thing about working for free that you can work anywhere you want to. Tell them what you're trying to do, and you can work with any chef. Go to any restaurant that you think that you would love to work for or that you'd like to work under and just get a feel for it. Internships are the in most restaurants, especially up and down the East Coast, actually all over the country, have some type of internship program or just tell them, hey, I would love to just find out what it is about cooking, you know, find out about the restaurant, read up on the restaurant, and just say, hey, can I work here for two hours, you know, every day for free and just, you know, get your hands into the mix and they're going to start you off. And then once they see that they like you, a lot of times they'll sit there and they'll hire you. And then they'll also represent you to go to culinary school. And then, it's, you know, all over in Boston, there are different culinary schools. I graduated from CIA, so I, obviously I'm going to, you know, tell you to go to Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, New York, or even the satellite campus in California. But I just okay. say it's a, that's my best advice to give you is to find some internship program, find something, and then, you know, if you have a love for it, then you can proceed from that way. But just get your hands in because, you know, um, waitressing and different jobs are just not for everybody. Right. Thank you. Well, thank you My for pleasure. that call. And I'd love to remind the listeners that Chef Daniel and yours truly, Mr. Divabetic, are going to be at the American Diabetes Association's second annual First Ladies Health and Wellness Tea and Hat Fashion Show. That's going to be in D.C. on Saturday, November 12th. And to find out more about this fantastic faith-based outreach event, go to divabetic.org or call Melanie Poindexter from the ADA at 202-331-8303, extension 4540. You're going to be talking more about recipes and healthy swap-outs, correct, at the T? Chef Daniels, are you going to be doing a demonstration for people? Yes, I'm going to be talking about different swap-outs, just different things that's going on with the American Diabetes Association. My affiliation with the American American Diabetes Association is I'm their regional chef and uh for the uh DC Maryland Virginia uh area metro area and so a lot of the events that they have I'm their guest chef and I just love working with them and that's the kind of things that I'm going to be doing during this uh during the tea is talking about food healthy cooking and getting people more excited about eating again because especially when people are first diagnosed with diabetes or even after they had it for 20 years a lot of times they just don't know about what to eat and, you know, the information is out there, but it's not accessible. So I want everybody to come on out to the, uh, to the First Lady's Tea and hear a lot of great information from Max, Divabetic, and myself. And let's just talk about how we can get people back to eating because eating healthy can be sexy again. It can, it can change that. your life. I love that. That's going to be our headline, eating healthy can be sexy. I'm going to use that in 2012. It, it, hey, it, it is. Eating healthy can be sexy. 
And you know what? We you like to cook, and I like to play games, and I'll be playing them at the second annual First Lady's Health and Wellness Tea and Hat Fashion Show. So it's game time at Diva Talk Radio. Ooh, are you ready to play Picky Eater, Palette Pleaser, Chef Daniel? I think I'm ready. Uh, All right, I, we, I I ready for you're, you're going to have to come up with some pretty spiffy, sexy recipes right now to help transform some of these foods from yucky to yummy. Uh-oh. These are some of the most hated foods that my listeners write me every week about. Are you ready for number one? I am. Okra. Okra. Ooh. <laughs> okra. <laughs> Well, I, I say it. yuck okay. to okra. I go along with this person who put that on the list. <laughs> I'm coming out to the person with the list. But I love food. Uh, okra okra is an awesome uh, vegetable that I love to, to use in a lot of my dishes. And okra, I have to say that everybody loves okra and is chicken gumbo. Especially it's starting to get cold outside. Uh, the temperature is coming down. There's nothing like a good soup, and there's nothing like a great chicken gumbo. And I'll have to say that chicken gumbo uh, has I actually add extra okra in mine, along with the other ingredients that goes with okra, goes with chicken gumbo, but okra, and it just gives it a a flavor that is distinctive to the soup. And it's not really gumbo if you don't have okra in it. I love it. And will you share that recipe? So we'll put it on our Diva blog for all our listeners, uh, the uh, gumbo recipe. So that's something that can't be uh, emailed to you. That's something what? I said that's something that, no problem. Well, I'll give it to you right now. <laughs> All right, here's right number now. two. Hard-boiled eggs is the next one on our picky eater palate pleasers. How would you transform hard-boiled eggs from yucky to yummy? Wow. Hard-boiled eggs. I, mean, I do not like these, like Daniel, so please figure this out, because I, I do not like a hard-boiled egg. I'll eat a scrambled egg. I will have an omelet, but I will not eat a deviled egg or a hard-boiled egg. Well, the best thing that a lot of people can use is putting eggs in salad. Uh, you can take a champagne vinaigrette with uh, some field greens, mescaline, frisee, arugula, and add in some orange segments. Add in some shaved Parmesan cheese and add in some sliced egg, and it goes well with Italian dressing. But my grandmother, every day coming home from school, she used to make me an egg salad sandwich. And the way I make it uh, healthier for you is using a low-fat mayo and adding in half of the mayo. And it's just its a wonderful sandwich that, uh, that my grandmother used to make for me every day that I think that should go very, very well uh, with any egg dish. You're going to get – oh, my God. All right, so you'll give me that for our Diva blog, too. Maybe – I mean, you said Parmesan cheese, so maybe I'll have that with you in D.C. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you, did you ready? recipe for the gumbo? Are you ready for our third caller? Hello, you're on the air, Diva Talk Radio. Is this Stan, the announcer, man? It is. I have a question for Chef Daniel. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good. Uh, in, uh, just interesting, uh, in uh, our community, we have the okra strut. It's a festival where they cook all different uh, recipes of okra, I've never had the uh, chance to get over and sample that, but I surely will after listening to you. However, my um, call is about ham. I have four boys, and one son will not eat ham. And normally we, I make a ham steak or 
a Hormel uh, boneless ham, and uh, you know, I, it just beats me why he wouldn't like it. Great, <laughs> Chef Daniel. This is a loaded question because Stan, <laughs> the announcer man, is my father, and I am the son who will not eat ham. So how you won't eat ham? I I do not like ham. <laughs> ham I can't has so many flavors. Max, what are you doing? So how how are you going how are you gonna get my dad to make ham that I'll be able to eat? Well, one day when your son comes over for breakfast, I want you to make him a nice great quiche. Call it a vegetable quiche, but add in some nice chopped ham, and he's just gonna get the hint of flavor. But make sure you dice it up very very small so that he can't you know feel the texture of the ham, but he is gonna get that flavor in the ham. I promise you, you'll love it. You can do it. But you don't like ham? I mean, you're killing me, Max. <laughs> I don't like ham, and I don't like hard-boiled eggs. And, Dad, what else don't I like? Uh, lima beans. Oh. <laughs> what would what you do is... with lima beans? Lima beans, well, you can make in so many different things. I actually put lima beans in my sautéed Brussels sprouts. Oh, my lima God, beans you're killing will... everyone out there who doesn't. I mean, Brussels sprouts and lima beans together, I would avoid yeah. that on a buffet like an iceberg right. on the Titanic. And you're right, Brussels. but but the thing is, Brussels sprouts, lima beans goes very well with a lot of different things. I like to put lima beans with Brussels sprouts because the two items that people don't don't like. But lima beans, if you add certain ingredients to things, like if you add onions, and if you add and then you roast the onions, and then you add and onions and peppers, they are they have natural sugars. So you add that with a little bit of honey, a little bit of rosemary. And then you roast them and get that that bitterness out of them, a little bit of lemon juice, and then you add in a little bit of pancetta and a little bit of ham for Max. I promise you, it's something that will go well for the whole family. What do you think, Dad? Uh, Well, we'll we'll give it a try. Uh, I like Brussels sprouts. Matter of fact, they're one of my favorite uh, vegetables is uh, Brussels sprouts. But uh, you know. See, this is interesting because my father will eat any vegetable, and I have a limited palate when it comes to vegetables. Listeners of Diva Talk Radio uh, listenership, I will admit that I'm probably one of the most picky eaters when it comes to vegetables. But Chef Daniel, you have inspired me today by playing our picky eater palate pleaser, and I think you're going to be inspiring a lot of the first ladies in the D.C. area on November 12th. So let's remind everyone where you'll be appearing on November 12th during National Diabetes Awareness Month. Yes, I'll be at the First Lady's Tea with the, uh, with the Diabetes First Lady's Tea. It's going to be great. Um, it's actually, and also I want to talk about the call to action um, for becoming a Project Power Church. And it's going to be a grand prize that I'll be presenting. And everybody, usually you can either present a diabetes educational program with the ADA at your church. You can have a, a ADA Power Project, you can provide a healthy option at church gatherings, you can do the walk for, to fight diabetes, and you can also just, uh, there's, a, there's a, a National Diabetes Stop Diabetes Day at your church ID day that's going to be going on that we'll definitely be telling you about that, and that's going to be happening on November 12th. And so please contact Melody Poindexter. She's awesome. She has definitely uh, inspired me to even work even harder to stopping diabetes. And so it's just going to be a great, fun, festive thing. And I even have some friends that I'm going to be bringing along with me that you guys will be uh, some nice, even first ladies. Even though my first lady, my mother, she won't be able to be there. 
but I have some very special guests that I present to everybody there, especially with a lot of the clients that I work with um, on a daily basis. So It sounds fantastic. There's going to be a one-of-a-kind hat and clothing fashion show, plus there's going to be a line and hand dance performance. There's going to be prizes and giveaways. There's going to be games with Mr. Divabetic. There's going to be great food and food demonstrations from Chef Daniel. And Chef Daniel... I mean, the exciting thing about you is how far you've gone in your life. You actually have served President Obama a meal in your job, as well as Hillary Clinton and so many people. Tell us quickly, like, what is that like to serve the President of the United States? Uh, it, it's a it's an awe-inspiring experience. Uh, that it, it's just the Lord has. I'm very humbled to have the Lord bless me with. Um, when He took the office, uh, I was actually the banquet and catering chef for the United States Senate at the Capitol. And I was head sous chef for the executive senate dining room, and so uh, running banquet and catering, I get to feed uh, presidents, prime ministers, kings and queens, um, and different foreign dignitaries. So when this uh, happened, I managed his inaugural brunch, and it was just one of the. And it was him. It was the uh, first lady. It was the first family, and also Vice President Biden's uh, second family. And it was just an awe-inspiring experience. I mean, just because it was so many. There were just so many lives that were touched there on that day, and it was just it was awesome. I, I have to say it's almost undescribable about how uh, how you feel when you do something like that, when you really get to meet the president, it's, uh, especially him being a great person that he is. And you're awesome. We're going to have to have you back. But unfortunately right now we're out of time, so I want to thank my special guest, Chef Daniel Thomas, for <laughs> Thanks being a lot, on Viva Talk Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to hear more of Diva Talk Radio, please visit divabetic.org. Remember, every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Thank you for listening. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.